0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 384th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I am your host, SBJ, and this is the final episode before the release of Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. Ironically, there's only 384 Pokemon in the Pokedex for this game. That's not true. Don't turn off your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we have a full crew here, we got Greg.
1: Yellow! Uh, yeah, I have a lot to say about those numbers. No- I'm mad at people right now. <laughs> I'm mad at people and their careless comments.
0: Oh, because of the, the leak stuff? Yes. We should probably just say this right off the bat, we, while we may talk about the leaks themselves like we did last week, we are not going to talk about specific Pokemon, or what may or may not be in the game, unless it was officially on pokemon.com or their twitter there's like f- b- four days left by the time you'll listen to this so i think yeah. i think people can hold out you can hold out. will is also here
2: yes and if anybody needs any tips or advice on how to stay off the internet so that you avoid you know what to do with your time since you can't be on the internet since you want to avoid leaks and spoilers which i've pretty much been successful doing um I spent two hours in the gym this morning lifting, so definitely recommended because I feel awesome. Let me tell you about Ring Fit. Let's not talk nah. about Ring Fit because that's our <laughs> secret shame. Oh, man.
0: Brittany also here. Welcome back, Brittany.
3: Hello. I have somehow managed to avoid all leaks, which is great, except for the, the just the one that I looked at. <laughs> uh, on
0: purpose.
3: <laughs> yes. Wait, what did you
0: look at? Was it like, was it a Pokemon? No, that's,
3: no, no it was the no. uh, the final no. forms.
0: Oh, okay. That that sounds like three leaks.
3: That's I three got, leaks. One category, three leaks. Yes.
0: Okay. All right. So we got a lot to talk about today. We'll try to get through it as as thoroughly as possible, I guess. And then we'll have our Pokemon of the week and our question of the week. Not in that order. Before we begin, uh, if you're listening to this. The a couple of days before and or after Sword and Shield, there is a giveaway for a Nintendo Switch Lite, the Pokemon Nintendo Switch Lite that you can enter completely for free. You want to win one to give to a friend, a significant other, your your a coworker, or yourself. You do not give it to your coworker. Yeah, probably not your coworker. Wait,
2: what if it's your cute coworker that you want to ask out on a date? No. No, the answer is we don't do that. You're opening real that is strong wrong. with a switch. <laughs> Anyways. Don't I thought, I, date your coworkers, please. Don't date your coworkers.
1: Also, if you're opening Let's Go Out as, hey, I got you this limited edition switch, I would hope that coworker would run for the hill. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, you know what? I'm out. I am way out of this.
2: Now, not run for the hills, run for human resources. Well,
1: yeah, that too. The
0: link to the giveaway will be in the podcast show notes. It is available worldwide. It ends on November 20th, 2019. So if for some reason you're listening to this in 2021, I'm sorry the giveaway ended like two years ago. (laughs) Womp. Okay, Uh, let's get into some Pokemon news. And I guess we'll get, we'll, we'll get the Pokemon Go stuff right... We'll just get rid of the Pokemon Go stuff right away.
2: Let's just get rid of the Pokemon Go stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, sometimes I think about this. November 7th, off Pokemon.com, Team Go Rocket legend- leaders Giovanni and the Legendary Shadow Pokemon hit Pokemon Go after months of teasing and slowly introducing the Team Rocket stuff. You, uh, can now battle the three villainous organization leaders, Cliff, Sierra, and Arlo. Uh, they can be Ar- encountered and they have their own shadow Pokemon. And then if you were, you were if you are able to d- defeat all three, you will get the opportunity to battle Giovanni, in which, if you beat Giovanni, you will unlock either sha- uh, Shadow Articuno, Shadow Moltres, or Shadow Zapdos. Um it does require collecting six mysterious components, which you do by defeating Grunts. The mysterious components let you find the organization leaders. All all our Pokemon fanfic have brought us to this point of boy, they really drawn they really drew this out for for several months to finally get to battle Giovanni.
1: So is Cliff is Cliff's a team rocket guy that has the unfortunate Pokeball beard, yeah. goatee cut mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's bad. Defeat you
2: him You say for unfortunate. That. I say, I wish you would show up on my dating apps, bro. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> tell me, you cannot tell me you're into that beard. I'm
2: just joking.
1: <laughs> you cannot tell me. Also, are we going to get backstories for who these people are? Like, what the we, history. We
0: did. There's like 18 fun. paragraphs on PokemonGoLive.com.
1: Oh, that old website!
0: Look, if you want, if you want to seek out this backstory, be be my guest. I I I have not battled any of the the admins. I don't know leaders, organizational organizations leaders. I have not battled any of them yet. I've collected some mysterious components.
1: I think I have three. I have three mysterious components.
0: I was talking to a couple of my friends who play. Pokemon Go a lot more than I do, and they also live in an area where it's not 17 degrees outside, uh, which definitely helps if you want to play Pokemon Go outdoors uh, when it's not cold. And they said this was the most tedious thing in Pokemon Go, and they they didn't like it. I, I haven't done it, but after you collect the six components, it doesn't ensure that you will find one of the leaders, and then it breaks, and then you have to collect another six.
2: Wow.
3: The most tedious oh, I feel like all of Pokemon Go is just tedious. So that's <laughs> alarming.
2: Uh it's not tedious when you get to hang out with friends doing raids and such.
3: Yeah. I mean, you just And,
2: and making like jokes just... about how bad your luck is at the raids because everybody <laughs> else got eight shiny <laughs> Suicons and you didn't even get one yet.
0: Yeah, I mean <laughs> I definitely see where Brittany's coming from because you could say like you could say that everything's tedious in the sense of like, oh, they released a new... They released Shiny Meowth uh, this this week as well. So like, if you only cared about Shinies, I mean, Shiny hunting a specific Pokemon is pretty tedious as well. But then Will is correct in the sense of like, if you're just doing this with friends, it doesn't seem as bad.
1: The fact that you have to keep collecting those parts, though, means like, Will and I, if Will and I went to the MOA, there's no guarantee that we're going to get the six parts at MOA, and then also find the leaders, right? Like, that's not a given, so you're gonna do a lot of this on your own over a long period of time.
0: I think this quest line also resets every month. If you get to Giovanni, you catch your Articuno, um, you're done, you can't do it anymore. Uh, but then when the month is over, it opens back up again, so you can complete it again. In the long sense of things... This is just another thing you could do monthly that isn't right? what we've been doing for three years, which definitely is, is good, but it just seems like battling grunts over and over again just for the chance to battle a significantly harder trainer to then battle three of those to battle Giovanni. It, it, it's fine, but uh, uh, why did it take us like four months to get to this point?
2: Because Rocket well, Sops
0: has been around for a long time,
2: but if they had rushed it, then it, then you would be like, "Why are they rushing this content? Why aren't they?"
1: Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, I don't know that there is a good in between there. Like, I don't know what would have been better.
2: I, I, yeah, the whole team Rocket Cycle has been under a year, so that ain't bad.
3: Yeah, that's true. And we neither that fanfic.
0: So yeah, we got the fanfic to keep us Mm -hmm. uh, company. Yes, shadow Pokemon cannot be shiny. I believe you can get like shiny, shadow sneasel and like two other ones. If that's another thing to
2: collect, wait—they can or cannot be shiny because you just said two contradictory things.
0: The shiny shadow sneasel is a thing. So they but that's could the not only be shadow
2: Pokemon no, that there, can be there shiny. Are
0: two other shadow Pokemon that can be shiny. I don't I don't have them in front of me. So this is the first time that Shadow Pokemon can be shiny officially. There's still no words if so you can't trade a shadow Pokemon. You have to purify it. You have to purify their soul. Yeah. And I'm assuming if if and when Pokemon Home comes out, where you can transfer your Pokemon Go Pokemon into there. There's no words. There's no word. We have no clue if, sh- if Shadow Pokemon can get transferred. We don't know if Purified Pokemon can get transferred. We don't know if uh, they lose their lucky if they get transferred. Because we do know if you transfer a lucky Pokemon to Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, it loses the lucky. Uh, we don't know if Hat Pikachus can be transferred. There's a lot of like ifs. And I'm not, personally, I don't know how other people feel about this. I'm not in the department to collect things if I can't. Put them all in the same place, which for me would ultimately be Pokemon Home when it arrives. If I can't, you know, transfer it into that without it sticking there, I don't know if I necessarily really want to collect it at that point.
3: I really hope you can transfer it because that's theoretically a lot of Pokemon to be having of the same type. Like if you want to collect uh, a shiny Sneasel, but also a shiny Shadow Sneasel, but also a shiny Purified Sneasel, like that's six...
0: More things different. to collect. That sounds great. Yeah, but a shiny
2: purified sneasel visually would not be distinguishable from just a shiny sneasel sneasel.
3: So that's but, more know, of a.
2: I just know that it's.
3: Yes. Yeah. At the end of
0: the day, though, like, w- w- are you gonna like roll up to a job interview and be like, "Look at how many yes. shinies I caught!" Please, like, yes. <laughs> at the end of the day, it what doesn't else? matter.
1: What else? Do, what else am I gonna do? I gonna talk about what level my D and D character is and the 50 shinies that I have so that they know that during my downtime, I was working group events, team leader attention to detail. It's all there. Where do I want to be in 5 years? I want to be Pokemon I master. I got to let people years. know
0: the exact date I hit level 40 in Pokemon Go and I have to let you know how much more experience I have past 40 which proves my loyalty of continuing to buy lucky eggs to power up this quitter. number that no one actually cares about but yourself. This is, I'm actually talking about myself because I continue to buy lucky eggs even though I'm level 40 because I'm losing my mind. I <laughs> I need that number do you to get lucky liquor? eggs or
2: do you buy like the raid packs that include lucky eggs?
0: I literally the other day just bought five lucky eggs
1: <laughs> <laughs> No. Why do you do these things? Because the number gets bigger, Greg.
0: I don't know. What if what what if they raise the level cap one
2: day? That's exactly it. What if one day they le- raise day the they level re- cap? They raise re- the, what the if. level
1: cap and reset the XP down to the base level of 40 for everybody who starts that way. And all of this quote unquote work is wiped out.
2: They won't reset it to 40. They'll just make the path to 40 easier. Can't I w- really
3: hope they reset it. <laughs> can't wait yeah, to prestige.
2: Too. What kind of weird game are you going to play <laughs> yeah. that it's like, hey, you are just started. You're level 40. Hey, It'll look. just be
3: Stardust. They'll give you Stardust instead. Yeah, they'll exchange ex- the,
1: ex- the extra XP over 40 to Stardust. Have us. you not played
0: they'll play Destiny? They'll start 040. Will? Yeah. They literally started everyone at like <laughs> 750 in the new
2: expansion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. I remember when 38 was the highest you could get to in Destiny. That's why I stopped playing that Garbo game.
0: Speaking of Garbo, Undertale game creator Toby Fox. Ooh, that was a bad transition. <laughs> that was
1: mean. <laughs> that game is good. Apparently, I've never uh, played. Yeah, I've yeah, never yeah, played like, it. yeah, I played. I, I did.
0: I did like Undertale. I think it's on the Switch now. It is on the Switch. I did like Undertale. Uh, I would. I would. If you've never played Undertale. I would I would recommend it. I would not recommend ever looking up the
1: fan base
2: of Undertale. No. <laughs> no, true. No. That's kind I of mean, what's kept me away from the game.
1: That's sort of like, in general, don't talk to the fan base of a thing.
2: Yeah, especially... At first. Wait, wait, Greg. What? Now all of our listeners have just stopped <laughs> listening.
1: Uh, this is off. We're po- not talk- They're not talking to us. They're listening to us. That's a vastly um, different thing. Uh, okay.
0: Okay. This is off Pokemon.com, a special letter and song from Undertale game creator Toby Fox. The
1: song's pretty good, too. Uh,
0: I, will, uh, I will read the letter here. It says, Hi, everyone. I'm Toby Fox. Have you heard of me before? It's well because I just said my name, LOL. Jokes aside,
1: this is yeah, exactly it's how it's I just, expect It's a rough it. start. It's a rough start, but it gets better. <laughs> Jokes
0: aside, aren't you all interested in how this happened? Well, okay, I'll tell you, I guess. Once upon a time I created an RPG called Undertale. For a reason or another, it seemed a lot of people at Game Freak ended up becoming a fan of this game. One day I noticed Go Ichinoso san. One of the composers of Pokemon was following me on Twitter, so I messaged him out of the blue. Eventually, we became friends, and I was able to meet the other people from Game Freak 2. After eating with the members of the company one day, we went to a cafe. There, I ordered a bottle of green tea and selfishly, randomly asked if I could make a song for Pokemon someday. They said yes! Right there in the cafe, they immediately told me a concept of a song I could make as now and... As I walked home, my heart was burning with inspiration, a melody entered my head and as I stumbled past Salarymen in the dark, I sang it to myself over and over so I wouldn't forget. In the end, that song became the song that you can hear in the game. It's a fierce track full of explosive power. I wanted to show the energy and passion I felt when asked to create a song for Pokemon. Yeah, let's get wild, baby. Uh, Ah, but wait a second, it's the only song I made, and you can't hear it in the game until you, you can't hear it until you beat the game, so make sure you enjoy Game Freak's musical property first, don't rush through the whole game just to hear my song, Uh, and it goes without saying, it's a huge honor to be allowed to make music for Game Freak, I'm so happy and thankful I'm allowed to do this, so please look forward to the song, and to Pokemon Sword and Shield as well, Yamper Yam Yam, P.S., If you like it, please let Game Freak know. They might treat me to dinner again. And there you are. And you can actually listen to the song right now on Pokemon's website.
2: So I don't have to beat the game. Because it's going to be a long time before that happens. Yes. Um, I wonder if anybody from Game Freak or the Pokemon Company International is following me on Twitter. Ooh. Ooh. What are
1: you going to make for their game? What song are you going to come up with?
2: Uh, I mean, no, but I'll take them all to the gym and get them fitnessed. <laughs> or I'll knit them something nice. I've Ooh, made yeah. two Pokemon yarn crafted items that actually turned out pretty well. So, yeah, when
1: I ask you for a hat, you bulk. <laughs> <sighs> a simple hat.
2: I haven't measured your head yet. Let's remember to do that on Friday.
1: Okay. I have, a, I have one of those unrolly tape measures around here somewhere.
2: I also have one in my home. I am a professional yarn crafter, thank you. One size fits all.
1: I thought you were
0: a yarn no.
2: artist. No, I'm a yarn crafter, thank you. Oh,
0: Like, I'm sure there's somebody out there that loves uh, Ryan Reynolds and sees every movie that Ryan Reynolds is in. Definitely not for me. I, I would not be surprised, though, that if there, there are probably some very hardcore fans of Toby Fox because of Undertale that are probably considering buying Sword and Shield just because they did a song for it. But I would assume that the vast amount of people like this is neat but also like okay. I don't think it's going mean, to I don't think it's going to move copies. But it is cool. Like it is very cool that he was able to like work on a series that he seems very passionate about. But
2: yeah, And also, as a post-credits thing, it's more like we are acknowledging this artist rather than we are including this artist because we're hoping it's going to drive sales. It's, it's really an artistic statement versus a commercial statement. It's kind of like when Stan Lee appears in all the Marvel movies. It's like nobody's buying their ticket to go see Stan <laughs> Lee, but then you see him and you're like, oh, that cutie, he made it into another movie.
1: He worked his way into yet another movie.
2: What
0: order am I going to do this in? Uh, Okay, (laughs) let's let's do this. This is off uh, swordandshield.pokémon.com We now know the best times to meet Gigantamax, Butterfree, and other rare Pokemon. In max raid battles, four trainers team up to take on wild Dynamax Pokemon, but in extremely rare cases, a Gigantamax Pokemon can appear instead of a Dynamax Pokemon. Normally, your chances for encountering a gigantamax pokemon are very very small
2: now we'll figure out how to hack the game don't you worry
0: however we've discovered that a certain gigantamax pokemon will become more common during specific periods from friday november 15th until early january 2020 players will be more likely to encounter gigantamax butterfree in max raid battles during the, in the same period, players in Pokemon Sword will be more likely to encounter Gigantamax Dreadnaw, and players in Pokemon Shield are more likely to encounter Gigantamax Corviknight. And it seems that there may be other Gigantamax Pokemon that could be, appear more often than usual. Be sure to give max raid battles a try. We suspect that your Gigantamax Pokemon you're likely to encounter will change over time too, so stay tuned. They're, they're doing something, something I don't know, quarterly. month It's more than one month, November to January. But if they're rotating out Gigantamax Pokemon, that seems cool. I mean, a lot of games are now, in a sense, a lot of games now exist in this living sense where every video game in the world wants you to play it at all times. That's why you see, like, Fortnite consistently getting updates, Apex, uh, even Destiny, World of Warcraft. I don't know. I can keep going. Just, like, every... Every game just seems like we need to keep adding content because we need to keep having our players play the same game.
2: Well, con- conceptually, I really like this because honestly, and, and keep your boos and hisses away from me for a moment, but if Boom. they are... Look, buddy. <laughs> if they are moving into a methodology that's similar to Pokemon Go where they have these, like, quote-unquote story events that occur from time to time and are introduced into the game that are controlled, you know, from remote. And that's stuff that occurs. Sure, maybe it's limited to the wild area, but... It encourages you to keep playing the game over time because it's like, oh, hey, we've got a Gigantamax this thing that wasn't Gigantamax before. But like, if you go in and play during this time, you can go and get it. And of course, the game gobblers will have it within the first four hours of it being available. But us regular folks will be like, oh, I can go in for my morning coffee every day and try to get that Gigantamax dude or whatever. Like that, that's exciting to me. It's like, it's a, it's, it's halfway between a completely internet free game and DLC so I, I think that sounds kind of cool
3: I feel like it doesn't surprise me because it just seems like a very Pokemon Go thing to do to add to it they already incorporated raiding so why not uh like switching out the raids monthly like they already do in the game
0: Sun and Moon did have like monthly events although they were locked behind the global link and uh the first couple failed but they, this is, this seems like a better extension of that.
2: Yeah, it seems like that was more like testing the waters, and some failed, but then some became successful as they figured out, like, they had to make them easier.
0: I think, the, like, the wonder, the wonder, like, it was, like, there was one month of all wonder training, there was one month of, like, breeding, there was a month of catching, there was a month of, uh, mantine surf. I don't think that, in retrospect, I don't think those events were good enough to bring a player back. So, like, with all these living games, there's there's nothing wrong with walking away uh, if you've done all the content in said game or you've done all the content that you feel satisfied for. But then to have, say, like, hey, we're bringing a Gigantamax Butterfree for this month, you'd be like, oh, well, I'll play for a little bit and get the Butterfree, and then all of a sudden you might... Remember that, oh, yeah, I was trying to breed Charmanders, so I guess I'll, I'll, I'm already here. Maybe I haven't played this in a couple weeks. Maybe I'll go back to breeding Charmanders. Uh, so, pulling, pulling players back to a game is, is, seems good. I mean, it seems fine. G- gets their eyes on the property. Absolutely. They definitely did that with like Splatoon 2, where, uh, Splatoon as well, I guess, but technically Splatoon 2, uh, <laughs> where they had those um, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: Splatfest. Yeah. Uh and those were those were those always gave me a reason to go back to Splatoon even if it was just for that weekend of like, well, it's a Splatfest, I'll pick a team, I'll do the Splatfest. Okay, team one cool. I uh, guess I'll see you in a month.
1: I mean, yeah, just having a reason to go back after isn't bad. Remembering to do it is sometimes difficult. <laughs> but the fact that they do it isn't bad. Like, you know, if you it's like a perk if you're always playing Pokemon, like I'm almost always playing some sort of Pokemon game, but it's also nice to just hey hey, let's all meet up again and quick do some max battles, because there's a new Gigantamax, and that's just a fun little thing.
0: Shout out to Gabe from our Attic channel, who sent in the uh, Toby Fox news. Let me see here. Some other news here is, this is just from uh, what the Pokemon company sent me via an email. This morning, the Pokemon Company International has announced that the 2020 Pokemon Latin America International Championships will be streamed live from Brazil on Twitch all weekend from Friday, November 15th through Saturday through Sunday, November 17th. And it is the first international championships event of the 2020 championship season. They will still be using Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon for this tournament because the Sword and Shield games are, like most Pokemon games, are not legal until about sixty days after they are released. Uh, I'm not sure how big of a turnout that will be, <laughs> since that is the From s- Brazil. Yeah, from Brazil. Oh and-
2: yeah, they'll have a lot of fun. There'll be plenty of
0: people. And same weekend that Sword and Shield coming out.
2: I realize, but Brazil is a huge country. We just can't underestimate this. Travel in Brazil, maybe not as easy as we would hope. But the Pokemon fans there are just rabid for Pokemon. Yeah. So they're going to take advantage of this opportunity.
0: Speaking of tournaments, uh, this is the first official online competition of Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. Galler Beginnings will be held in December of 2019. And we'll be accepting participants from all across the globe. Uh, You will be able to sign up Friday, November 15th through Thursday, December 5th. Uh, I believe you actually sign up in the game now. Um, Not. The global link is no more. Uh, Competition period will uh, start on December 6th and go till Sunday, December 8th. It is a single battle format. Uh, Pokemon obtained in Sword and Shield are only allowed, obviously, because there's no way to transfer any other Pokemon <laughs> from any other game until Pokemon <laughs> Home comes out. zashien Zamazenta, Mew, which you can get from the Pokeball Plus, and some other special Pokemon are not eligible. Yeah, Impidimp. I assume... I, oh. I, oh. I assume if you've seen the leaks, you know which Pokemon are not going to be... Uh, Added, but I will also assume that once we get closer, they'll actually have to say which those Pokemon are. Yeah, uh, for rule purposes. I mean,
1: that I should hope so.
0: Players can register three to six of their Pokemon to their battle teams. All Pokemon in the competition will become level thirty for the duration of the match. Players will be able to join the competition by opening the X menu in their game, selecting Verse Battle Stadium, then Online Competitions. There is no need to register on the Pokemon Global link. Nintendo Online membership sold separately, and a Nintendo account is required for online features. Not available in all countries. Internet access is required to play. Terms and conditions applies.
1: (laughs) Talk to your docker about (laughs) online tournaments.
0: (laughs) None of us here are super super competitive, but is this something up your guys' alley? They well,
2: s- what shiny do I get as a reward yeah. for comp- participating reward? in three battles? They have not said
0: what the reward is, <laughs> but I do. I do if, think if, that's until Im-
1: I know the reward. I'm not. I'm not what well, bothered.
0: I d- I do think that's important to have some sort of reward. I don't know if that's you know BP. I don't know if that's you know um, a bunch of rare candy or calcium or, or, or vitamin C. I don't. I don't know calcium. Calcium is, like, what levels up your yeah. HP, or maybe it's your speed. I'm not sure which one. Oh.
1: Yeah, I want I want my mints. I mean, mints.
0: Ooh, the mints. All right, before we talk about mints, let's take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the mints, and we'll talk about some uh, other things about Sword and Shield. So we will be right back.
2: I love beats so much. Oh because I will take Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels Carrot. Brussels sprouts. Mushrooms. Brussels sprouts. Carrot. Brussels sprouts. You know, I've
0: had a lot of vegetables, and I hate almost all of them.
2: I don't know if I would have Brussels sprouts. I think if I was to pick a favorite, I love Brussels sprouts. Carrot. Brussels sprouts. Mushrooms. Brussels sprouts. Carrot. Sprouts. Carrot, Brussels Mushroom, mushrooms, Brussels beans,
1: beans. beans. Brussels legume. It's a
0: legume. We are back. Greg said the
2: magic word of mince, and mince there will
0: be.
1: Yeah, mince, 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 mince,
2: mince. Can you please spell that for me? Because I'm confused over whether it's the um. Nice plant that you grow to break up into your tea for flavoring, or if it's a type of uh chopped pie?
1: Mint. M-I-N-T. Mint. It's a plant.
2: Ah, okay. Or the Cause...
1: or the breath. The breath mint.
2: Yes, but I thought you meant mince like a mincemeat pie. No, not like no, that mince. Mint. No no, 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 oh, no, no, no. meat is not meat. It's not.
1: It's not meat. Also, it's good.
0: This is off uh, Pokemon's website. Each Pokemon has a nature that can impact which of its stats are likely to grow faster or slower than average. Uh, Using a mint on a Pokemon will seem to change these stat growth patterns, which will impact the stats of Pokemon that are likely to grow faster than usual. Mints will not change a Pokemon's nature. Special supplements, nutrition drinks like protein and iron also raise Pokemon's base points. In which help raise that Pokemon's stats. If two Pokemon are of the same are of the same species, but one has more base stat points, the Pokemon with more base stats will grow stronger. I want to stop right here and just say I do not really like how they say like will grow stronger. Uh, I guess I don't know how else you explain it.
1: Yeah, I what 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 would you use?
0: I, like their their numbers are higher, but that.
1: But that's. That's how, they, that's how they determine strength. Okay, all right. Higher numbers. <laughs> Higher
0: numbers. <laughs> Until now, there's been a limit on how many special supplements can be used on a Pokemon. In Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, trainers will be able to max out a Pokemon's base points by using only these supplements. Normally, Pokemon earn XP through battle. If a trainer uses XP candy, and they will be able to give their Pokemon XP points directly. XP candy can be earned in max raid battles. Sometimes, a Pokemon hatches from an egg will know an unusual move called an egg move. Egg moves are moves that a Pokemon would normally wouldn't be able to learn throughout common means, like leveling or using a TM. In Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, if two Pokemon of the same species are placed in a Pokemon nursery together, an egg move that one of them knows can be passed on to another pokemon. A pokemon can only learn an egg move in this way when it knows 3 or fewer moves.
1: This is wild. Okay, first of all, I like the it I I always get confused cuz they keep talking about special supplements raise their base points, which I think we all commonly know are eevee's. Yes. Yes. So the fact that they're calling them base points, I'm like we, yeah.
0: have, we have enough BP's to worry about. We like, got battle was, points. Why
1: did you pick BP again?
2: Beach points. I think there's, there are also, because the, didn't they also use EV in a different way in, like, Pokemon Go and Pokemon Let's Go? Or the, those were CV's.
0: So there are IVs in Pokemon Go. There are only three IV stats, attack, defense, and HP.
1: And there's CP, which is combat prowess, combat
0: CP is, so the reason CP exists, and I, I don't even know if CP's in this game, but the reason CP exists, it existed in Let's Go was if a person caught two Pidgeys, they could very quickly tell which Pidgey was better based on the CP alone, which is fine. Like that makes sense. Like if I have a bunch of squirtles and I'm new to this game, I can look at which CP is better if they're all the same level and I can go from there.
2: Okay, the other thing that I am intrigued by is that they have now confirmed that breeding does exist in these games. <laughs> yes, they they did. Without saying it specifically, they have now confirmed this.
0: I believe in one of the... I believe in part of this press release there's a picture of, like, what the daycare looks like.
1: Yeah. the Or is in the video? Oh,
0: yeah, it might be in the video, too. For, be, for better or worse, I don't actually know anymore. There are already about 7.8 million items in a Pokemon game.
3: Yeah, more items. Berries. Mints.
0: They're making more berries. items. <laughs> so instead of one rare candy, there are multiple different rare candies. Uh, this wasn't in the press release, but this was in another interview where I believe Amori said that they felt rare candies weren't being used properly. Because there's a huge difference of using a rare candy when like a Pidgey is level 5 as opposed to if a Pidgey's level 99 because it that rare candy right. is giving so much more experience at level 99 that you're literally wasting it by using it early on
2: that is some math dag
0: but it's it's true <laughs> i guess most people maybe I mean, never very true. thought about it like if you're using a rare candy early on you're kind of throwing you're kind of wasting a lot of its potential
2: Look, I just wanted to complete my Pokédex. I'm not going to get that dude to level 100 either way.
0: So now Rare Candy gives just a specific amount of XP. So this Rare Candy might give 1,000 XP. This Rare Candy might give 5,000 XP. This one might give 50,000 XP, for example. Uh, Which then, now you don't feel weird or bad about wasting them. This is actually something that uh, Monster Hunter has done with Armor Spheres, which Will might be familiar with there are different levels of armor spheres
2: that's like monster hunter
0: and when you (laughs) and you can you can mix and match those armor spheres to increase a certain amount of xp to upgrade your armor um so you don't have to feel weird about like saving certain armor spheres for certain armor they all just give a base amount of xp depending on how rare that sphere was um. So this Look, is great. I, I'm a Gen
2: Xer. You can't tell me what I can and cannot feel weird about. <laughs> okay, okay, that's true. Yeah. All
0: right. That's. Uh, well, can
2: yeah. Tell
0: me who, about who the nu- you? nutritious drinks. Will uh, Will, you drink protein and iron all the
2: time, right? Uh, I do drink protein. Yes. Uh, if I were to drink iron, that would be unhealthy. Just that eat would be mashed and eat liver if you have an iron deficiency. Well, thing.
3: you
0: can you can feed your Pokemon protein and iron and other things.
1: Calcium. Vitamin D, fish oil.
0: <laughs> that have been limited before. I think... I don't know the number off the top of my head, so I apologize to any of the hardcore battlers, but I think before, because uh, you could only have like a 252 and a specific
1: stat for EVs. All of, them, all of them went to 100. Oh, they went to 100? They went to 100, but it depended on when you started feeding them. Like, I, th- the I, if... Ugh, this is sort of relying on memory. But they could only get you to a hundred, so if you use them from the bottom, like from zero, you could get the most out of it, because they would raise them ten at a time. But they became useless after a hundred, if I'm remembering how that worked correctly. I would usually say, like,
0: Pokemon can't eat this anymore.
1: Right, so if you had something that had been battling for a while, then you attempted to feed it something you might be able to feed it one and then it, you hit that 100 spot and then it was like okay no it's done so then
0: at that point if you did care about evs you would have to go find like alolan diglet and then kill a million alolan diglets
1: well I mean if you're smart bring about it bring no, back raid
2: but... battles bring back raid, <laughs> raid battles. battles
1: or hard battles hard battles were great at it yes, it was that's actually really easy yeah.
0: as somebody who did a lot of ev Things in Sun and Moon. As long as you had the bracelet and as long as you had Pokey wrists, right. If you just SOS a Lowland Diglet, it only took eleven Diglets and then you were done. And that was from zero to two fifty two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, if you had like the right, you had to have the bracelets. You had to have the Pokey wrists. Right. You had to know what to SOS, which that's probably the easiest right. part of just looking it up. But it only took eleven Pokemon to knock out to max out your specific EV. So it wasn't. It wasn't that bad,
1: but this—it I mean, seems- wasn't hard. They made it a lot easier. Hard battling was way easier because you could just do five at a time. Like if you got, it was easy to do. But like it did still require the items, like having the right bracelet or anklet or whatever they were.
2: The uh, power bracer. Thank the you. power
1: bracer. Power anklet.
2: But they—they they like, they, yeah. they give those things away so easily. In the games. It's really not that hard to get. And it's like most well, of the time I mean, people get them, them and they're like, what do I need this for?
1: I mean, you get the Macho Brace easy in-game usually, but the power items are usually BP after.
0: I can just give them a bunch of protein to max out a specific stat, but are these items still $9,800 dollars Dollars? And if they are, is there a good slash fun This uh, put a big asterisk here because everything in Pokemon is very repetitive that I understand that I'm okay with that as somebody who does a lot of repetitive content is there something in the game that is fun to do over and over to get money if I am spending that money on protein and iron and I don't want to knock out 20 diglets in a row to increase speed. Because I don't find that fun, but I find this other repetitive task fun. Like that—that that is ultimately my question.
3: I can see them having a similar like setup to Let's Go, where they every time you catch a Pokemon, you get certain candies or or certain items attached with that Pokemon. So I can see them definitely having like a few mints and a few calciums or whatever when you catch them.
1: Yeah, Caterpie I'm to
0: just rolling where... around with a bottle of iron attached to his back
1: (laughs) i mean i felt like somewhere somewhere they said that you get a bunch of them for in max in raid battles Hmm. i don't remember where i saw that i could be making that up but there was a hint that you could get mints and supplements as a result of raid battles kind of like how you do in you know pokemon go you'll get a bunch of things after defeating that
0: yeah. So mints, I think, are specific in the sense uh, a lot of people were very confused about this. It does say here on Pokemon's website, mints do not change the Pokemon nature, but they do, in a sense, change it. <laughs> this is where it gets kind of confusing. Um, so, for example, if you had a uh, um, a sassy Pikachu, uh, which is not Pikachu's, you know, m- most useful nature. And you wanted an adamant Pikachu, you would either have to breed for an adamant Pikachu. Because obviously you also want that Pikachu to have like specific stats, right? You want to make sure it has the best IVs. You maybe want to put some egg moves on it. And then you want to put something in the daycare holding uh, a Destiny Knot, I think it is. Or maybe it's an Everstone. No, Everstone. because Everstone that, that keeps the nature. Keeps the nature. And then you pop out Mama Pikachu and Daddy Ditto pop out baby Pikachu, unless it was holding an incense and then it would pop out a Pichu. Anyways, the other way you could do it is you could SOS it and then you could have a synchronizer at the front of your party and then hopefully 50% chance that a Pikachu shows up and that after 31 it has four perfect IVs and hopefully the synchronizer worked so that Pikachu would be adamant. But then Let's Go made that even better because you could just pay $10,000 and then any Pokemon you caught for the 24 hours would be adamant no matter what. So you could easily go to Viridian Forest, wait till you get to 31 Pikachus, catch number 32, and you're guaranteed that that Pikachu would be adamant. And it would have four IVs, which is great. But there's, this is, this is something I've said, you know, on the show for like six plus years. It always feels weird and it always kind of sucked that you would go through the game with like six Pokemon. And then at the end, and you beat the Elite Four and you formed these memories with them. And then you learn that, oh, all these Pokemon are actually the wrong nature. They don't have good stats and that you're going to box them or or put them in the daycare to breed better versions of themselves. Uh but in this case, you can use a mint to change the nature so that a sassy Pikachu could become adamant with an adamant mint, but it doesn't change the pokemon's nature permanently, so my 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 I guess my thought process is this is like bottle caps where you could have a Z, like you could have Pokemon with bad IVs. Give it a bo- golden bottle cap. It all has perfect IVs now. But when you put it in the daycare, those IVs aren't transferred. So I'm assuming if you had a Sassy Pikachu and you changed it to Adamant, the daycare t- still treats it as a Sassy Pikachu, but in battle it sees it as an Adamant Pikachu.
2: Interesting. Hmm. That would be my don't guess.
3: Don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. Just switch it. <laughs>
1: Like, I would not mind if nature's just became mints. Like, they just got rid of nature's. I get it for breeding. Like, for people who want to breed and enjoy breeding, like, it's nice to pass down the nature's. I like breeding. So I, I don't hate that it still remains, but I also would not be upset if nature's just became mints.
0: Yeah, but the nature is more than just it's plus 10%, minus 10%. Yes, it's also the flavor that it enjoys. Right. Think with the curry stuff. This is also probably a reason why they're not permanently changing it, mm. because if your if your Pikachu is if your Pikachu is born sassy, as most Pikachu's are, and your that sassy not true
1: Pikachu, None of my Pikachu's were born.
0: If sassy. your sassy Pikachu loves the 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 pure Romanian curry but you changed Romania it.
2: is not known for curry <laughs> but
0: if you changed it to an adam and pikachu and your 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 sister's adam and pikachu loves the the russian curry you can't just force that sassy pikachu to adapt a russian curry when deep down in its heart it was it, it longs for the romanian curry
1: i mean but that also begs the question how do the curries work yeah.
2: No, what begs <laughs> the question is, will Steve eat curry?
0: Yeah, in support curry. of this when endeavor. I had curry while I was in Japan. I had a uh, curry something. Curry rice? No, it wasn't rice. It was like some pork, pork, pork loins or something. Oh, like tonkatsu. <sighs> Ooh, yum. Yeah, natures are just more than the plus and minus 10%. Although, who knows how this actually works. We're just speculating at this point, I suppose, on on what mints actually do.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, like, the question is, so certain berries that they liked would also raise things differently or erase EVs. So the question is, like, let's say one curry is good for adamant and it raises the attack, but you switch it to a modest mint, how does that affect the fact that the curry would raise their attack?
0: Do we think like, though that curry does anything with? I think at this point, curry doesn't do anything with EVs or IVs because they have the they they want us to use protein and iron.
1: Well, they let us use protein and iron, but they also want us to use curries. If curries don't give us any sort of benefit, then why would anybody do them?
0: Uh, curries would probably be the replacement for pokey beans.
3: That's what
0: I would think. Mm. Right? Like, Because all Pokebeans did was increase... Oh, I can't remember. Friendship? It's not affection. It's friendship, right? Or is it affection? Uh,
2: n- wait a minute. You had to... No, it's because you would feed them in the thing that was similar would, to Pokemon Refresh. Right. right. It's called Pokemon, and and the
1: Pokemon it would, Curry It would raise affection, or, which is... which Well, affection slash friendship, because happiness is a different rating.
0: Oh my gosh! Don't raise
1: affection.
0: Ugh. You you give it two rainbow and two pets and it's max. That's all I know. Two rainbows, two pets. You get the max of something. Some heart scale maxes out.
1: Yeah, but like the well, beans. That's how didn't, you get
0: your Sylveon?
1: The color beans didn't matter either. Like all beans did the same level of reflection. The patterns changed.
2: Look, I use all of my beans in PokePelago. I don't feed my beans to any Pokemon. That, that's foolishness. Keep your beans for the Pelago, folks. I hate this conversation. <laughs>
1: okay, I'm a Bulbapedia. The colors are primary aesthetic differences that have no bearing on the effectiveness for, of any given use. What about
0: PokePuffs or Poke or Poffins? Poke?
1: Poffins are different! Mm-hmm. They're not beans! Poffins were specifically designed... To raise the contest beauty stats. Oh my god. Cool, tough. What is it? Cool, tough, clever, beauty. Dang, what's the last one?
0: Whether or not Pokemon like certain colors of beans, they went from poff they went from cubes to poffins to beans to now curry.
1: No. They went from blocks, oh, blocks. to poffins. I said cubes to, to cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, X and Y had the cakes, the pastries, then the beans. Well, they weren't and
2: cakes. They Kirk. were, um, they were, uh, not melange, um... Malasada? Uh, what? No, not malasadas. Oh, oh it's the word, because it's macarons.
1: Oh, That's yeah. Right. <laughs> Macaroons?
2: Macaroons are the Jewish ones, macarons are the French ones.
1: Correct. Oh. Okay, cool, beauty, cute, smart, and tough. That's it. Aha. Cool, beauty, cute, smart, and tough.
2: To boil it all down for you folks, feed your Pokemon. <laughs> Don't let them go hungry.
0: I can't imagine. I know there's all those jokes about why can't we have all the Pokemon when we have this curry decks, but it's not like the curry is anything they haven't already been doing. It's just a reskin of beans slash poffins.
1: It's just a cut and paste.
0: But yes, just copy it and paste it.
1: Maybe. Like, since there's a hundred curries, there were not a hundred puffins, let me tell you that.
0: Wait, did this have any curry recipes there?
1: They said there's over a hundred, I believe. Oh, okay. Not how many specifically, but there's supposed to be, like, over a hundred. Because I think in the book, it's like, I forget which picture showed, like, one of the recipes was numbered, like, 115 or something. Oh, I and, could be making oh, and that. one of the, when yeah. they showed in the one trailer. The, yeah. Not that, like, that means anything, like, it could just be called that, but People are saying it's over 100.
0: New features including changes to Pokemon box, autosave function, and Pokemon nicknames. Pokemon that aren't on a trainer's team can be deposited into Pokemon boxes. In these games, trainers will not only be able to access Pokemon boxes in various towns and facilities, but also while they're on the road or even exploring the tall grass. Pokemon can be swapped in and out of trainer's team whenever the trainer wants. There are a few places... Such as missions, where the trainer takes on a Pokemon gym. Trainers will not be able to access their Pokemon boxes in the gym. Saving the game diligently has been part of a Pokemon adventure, but in Pokemon Sword and Shield, trainers can take an advantage of the new autosave function. The autosave function will automatically save players progress during their adventure at various points, such as entering a town or a building, Although the function is automatically enabled, when the trainer begins their adventure, it can be turned off, so saves can be manual. Even with autosave on, it is still possible to save the game manually. Trainers can choose how they would like to save the game in the options menu.
2: Oh, thank goodness.
0: If a Pokemon that has been received in a trade does not have a nickname, trainers will now have the chance to give it a nickname. But only. Oh, greatest quality of life <laughs> enhancement of all time. But only once. This can be achieved by speaking to the man standing behind the left-hand corner in any Galar Region Pokemon Center, like previous Pokemon video games, the nickname of a traded Pokemon that already has a nickname cannot be changed.
1: Ooh, So everybody can still get my Pokemon name butts.
0: It's weird because like Pokemon Go lets you nickname anything.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's go though. Yeah, but what Go's does that not mean? A main series game,
0: but what? Who, like, why <laughs> does that? Why does that matter?
2: Well, it's a secret acknowledgement that in Pokemon Go you're grinding up Pokemon and turning them into candy. So there's right. no such thing as loving Pokemon in Pokemon Go, but in all the other Pokemon games, you are. Uh, it's the love of the trainer that's reflected in the name that they gave the Pokemon. So okay, that's why then. you can't change it.
0: Just to have a field below where it said this Pokemon used to be named this. It's very weird to me that they're like, you can finally nickname a traded Pokemon, but only Look, once. Like, if what? Somebody,
2: if somebody gave you another cat and said, this cat's name is Snickerdoodle, <laughs> would you start calling that cat? Chamomile? No, you yes. call it Snickerdoodle because no, that's the No, I have name.
0: renamed all my cats. They all had different names when I've, I got them. And that I that is I have, why
2: they are cursed.
1: I have renamed both of my dogs because Kaiju's name given was Opie, and that's a terrible name for wait, that. Wait, wait,
2: did you get these all these from rescues? Yes. Okay. Rescue names don't count. What? Is rescue the Pokemon like,
0: Go of the do dog? Do, no, no, what? no, 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 no.
2: Yes. It's they like if you're, if it's, no, no, but not for naming pers- purposes. It's like if your sweet Auntie Griselda was like, I'm too old to take care of Snickerdoodle anymore. Please take Snickerdoodle. You
3: would not rename Snickerdoodle because, like, I oh did oh, I renamed my no. cat after I took it okay, Not from okay. the shelter you, but from I'm, a friend uh, This
2: is my last episode of It's super effective <laughs> it was nice working With all of you you are I mean, all despicable Horrible people I, also, I Can't work with you why are you, you anymore.
1: naming a cat the cat's not gonna come in and call
3: his okay. name So if I got Porter was the cat's name Porter
2: oh that's a terrible What's name no, Porter's a cute name
0: Okay here we go so uh, so I get two trades I get one trade from Will of a Finneon named Snicker doodle i cannot rename that finneon because will named it snickerdoodle and for some reason in the last 20 some years of pokemon the pokemon company thinks like will and we're we're <laughs> we're, we're, un- we're not allowed to rename <laughs> snickerdoodle the finneon it's just that's what it will live with and it's uh, it's everything that's wrong with finneon and its name will will live on forever But if Will... Just like when
1: I give you Butts the cast form.
0: But Greg trades me a Fungus and doesn't name it anything, so I have the ability to give it a nickname now. And I want to name this Fungus Snickerdoodle because I plan on trading it to Will. But I spelled... But I spelled Snickerdoodle (laughs) wrong. I spelled it Twixdoodle.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh... That is a def- that's a defensive name,
0: and that's, that out, and not Snickerdoodle. I should just bleep all these names. <laughs> but since I spelled it wrong, what I I just suddenly can't nickname it again? Only nope.
2: once. I what? uh, All this means is if somebody is trading a Pokemon with you, pay attention to what they're trying to trade you. And if they're trying to trade you Twix Doodle, you say Twix is the inferior candy bar to a Snickers. I don't want that, and cancel the trade. It's
0: just like it is. It is great that we can now finally nickname a traded Pokemon that doesn't have a nickname. But the the only once is mind boggling. The amount of times I've spelled pokemon like the amount of times I was well, like, "Oh, I got a super clever nickname for this." Also, I've never read a dictionary in my life, so every time I give a pokemon a clever nickname, <laughs> I spell it wrong.
2: And if and I would know <laughs> what to get Steve for holidays. Yeah.
1: And and source I- I- <laughs> also is is 12 the same number of characters you've always been able to use? Yeah, 12 characters I think
0: since I think X so. and
1: Y. Can we all acknowledge that Snickerdoodles are not made out of Snickers? Like, I just need to put that out there before the tweets start. Look, look, (laughs) I was thinking fast. (laughs) 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 I just don't... I just
0: really don't understand the logic behind this.
3: But only once. It's Will's logic.
1: Yeah. (laughs) This is the one thing Will added to the game, so
2: yes, <laughs> 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 I do have f- Twitter followers from Game Freak. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you
0: when you trade a Pokemon, it'll say what the original OT is, and it it will say like William R. Anderson. But why can't it just? Why isn't there more? Like I like if the main goal of Pokemon is, and I actually don't know if this is their main goal because who knows what Game Freak wants to actually do. But if the main goal is to, like, Pokemon aren't specifically memories, and they've definitely, in commercials, shown that people have their nostalgic memories of Pokemon. Why isn't when we trade a Pokemon, there's not more to it than just an OT? Like, if Will was to trade me a Finneon named Snickerdoodle, and I want to rename that, it already says the OT is Will, but why doesn't it say, like, oh, it was specifically caught here in this game and it had this nickname and it it won this many battles that is like a little record underneath one of the menus cuz most pokemon have eight menus of like here are the moves here are the ribbons here are the stats and ha- and they have like another tab that's like this was the memory of this Pokemon before it got to you, you can do whatever you want with it. You wanna you no, wanna re no. it. You wanna Ivy train it. You wanna <laughs> get it to level one hundred. But that core memory.
2: Let, look, let's let's take a tiny peek into Pandora's box. Are you all ready?
3: <laughs> no, because
2: they couldn't even get all the pokemon in the game oh and you get the pokemon oh my, yeah. file sizes to get even bigger <laughs> with like a huge text file of every nickname that poor pokemon that's been transferred to 60 70 80 billion people has ever had
3: i think it has more to do with not the trainer's perspective but the pokemon's perspective so if if this pokemon was named snickerdoodle or twixdoodle in the anime And it was traded to another Pokemon. That Pokemon will most likely will want to be continued to be associated as Snickerdoodle and not Twix Doodle because that's the Pokemon's prerogative. Whereas, like you don't really see that perspective. I feel like in the video game.
2: And also, nobody eats mounds. That's disgusting.
1: Almond Joy Doodle, Mm.
2: possibly. (laughs) Crunchy Peanut Butter Doodle. That's not a candy bar. I heard they changed the formula for Butterfinger, <laughs> so crispy, they crunchy, did. butterfingery no. is gone. That's off my diet now. No. Yeah,
1: they changed it. It's different now.
2: Somebody called Bart Simpson.
1: I mean,
0: the nickname stuff isn't the end of the world. It's just a very weird restriction.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree that the only one thing. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I'm all right. Whatever. <laughs> like, it's it's an improvement. But we're not committed to it.
0: <laughs> well, you know, we'll see how people like it. We'll maybe give maybe it we'll give it, it to you in the future. <laughs> we're really unsure about how many people are going <laughs> to rename this Butts and then trade it back into the world. I mean. <sighs> okay.
1: <laughs> Move on here. <laughs> we're not moving on. We're all thinking about cash forms named Butts now.
0: Right. You are. we did the yeah, we did the nature things okay that's actually that was all like the i guess positive news
3: <laughs> oh no um, we have
0: oh, no. Uh, oh, no. some some that we have three different articles and they all kind of relate to each other it's actually kind of like a series of events that happened so we'll take a quick break we'll come back we'll do that and then we'll do Our question of the week and our Pokemon of the week, so we will be right back. Well, some could argue that 2019
1: is the year of Baractus. <laughs> Who would argue that? Maractus. This is the year of Baractus. No, uh, this is the year of Goomeractus. We are
0: back. We got three more articles to get through before our Pokemon of the week and our question of the week. Let's start with this first one here. This is off NintendoLife.com. There are no plans to bring the full Pokedex to Pokemon Sword and Shield, and future games will follow suit.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Next news item. This
1: art- <laughs> <laughs> article Mentioned
0: something else that we're going to talk about in a second, but let me, let me pull the quote here.
1: What is this from again?
0: This is from Nintendo Life. Oh, boy. Inside Gamer, Netherlands, German. Dutch? Du- the Netherlands speak Dutch, right?
2: Uh, yes, they the, because they are the mm-hmm. Deutsch. Yes.
0: I think it was from a Dutch interview. It was a recent interview, though. It was like four days ago um, when we're pulling this. Uh, the quote here is, we currently have no plans to make Pokemon that are missing from Galar available in-game. This is an approach we want to continue with future Pokemon games. Up until now, it hasn't been possible to encounter every Pokemon in every game, so people transfer them from old games in the new games by using Pokemon Bank, for example. The Pokemon Home app is currently in development in which players can connect their various Pokemon and only Pokemon in the Galar can be transferred in the Galar Pokedex can be transferred into Sword and Shield. But the way of playing is actually not very different from before with Pokemon Bank. Up until now, you have always only been able to meet Pokemon from a certain region. We encourage people to use Pokemon Home to collect their Pokemon from old games. From there, they might be able to take them into other games in the future. Take good care of your Pokemon because perhaps you can travel with them in the future again. Now, this was a translation from a, yes, Dutch site inside gamer. So this is the, what, sixth time they've doubled down on (laughs) saying that not all Pokemon will be in... Future games.
1: Well, so what's interesting is I, I'm curious how like accurate this translation is. Because depending on how you want to view it, it's not they're not saying they could be saying that we are going to continue the trend of only having a select Pokedex while you play through the game. And but they aren't they aren't saying future games won't have the ability to move all the old Pokemon in.
2: Yeah I, yeah, I didn't hear that at all in anything that you just read. So that's interesting.
0: There, there's a part of this where I, I did see people get hung up on. And I think it's just how it's worded that is kind of poor. And I don't know if it's because of the translation. Well, what part? The way of playing is actually not very different from before Pokemon Bank. Up until now, you've always only been able to meet Pokemon from a certain region. Correct. At least what I've you know seen and discussed with people, that actually stomped on their excitement even more, or maybe built up their anger even more <laughs> i'm not sure what the but i what,
1: mean that's literally been the game since gen three
0: no i think yes. right that's where i that's what i got from it but i think it comes off as to it came off to them that pokemon home is very similar to pokemon bank as it's just the storage I, but w- i think what what you th- you said greg is correct they're not saying that pokemon bank or they're not saying pokemon home is just like pokemon bank because they have said before not in this I mean, interview. they say
1: in the next paragraph, the Pokemon Home app is currently in development. So it's not done yet, so we don't know what it is.
0: But with the whole National Dex issue, people are upset because their favorites, like, let's just say, you know, Scyther is not in Sword and Shield, so you can't move any Scythers in, or scissors. And so now they feel upset, that, you know, they're not be going to be able to play with their Scyther. And if Pokemon Home is exactly like Pokemon Bank, well, that doesn't make the situation any better because Pokemon Bank literally is pretty bare-bones. I think it's yeah. fair to say that it's a pretty bare-bones app. We have been told that Pokemon Home is going to be better than Pokemon Bank and yes. that we should look forward to it. But that sentence makes it seem like they're comparing Home to Bank directly. And what I'm saying is they're not... I They're saying no, so, that the so, yeah, games what, what are not saying, different.
2: Yeah, what, what people are, so what Steve is saying is like people, when they hear that sentence, they're hearing Pokemon Home is Pokemon Bank, rather it than what say. it's really, I know, but rather <laughs> than what it does say, which is Pokemon Bank functionality is a component of Pokemon right. Home, and there will be other things as well.
0: Right. So even even if you would be able to transfer all your Pokemon into Sword and Shield, you still would experience the game the same way as you would in five days, because Pokemon Home does not exist. That transfer tool does not exist right. yet. Just like you, even if you wanted to use uh, a Glamyow in Sword and, or in Sun and Moon. You wouldn't be able to until Pokemon Bank came out, which we knew was Pokemon Bank was what like three months after Sun and Moon. So it was yeah. rain, so it was, you, it was you, three or four. You still have to enjoy that game. With all of this said and done, with you know people still, I mean, I still upset about the national decks, which has led into if you're not following the national deck stuff, good. Bl- bless you, uh, but
3: <laughs> good,
1: stay innocent, stay pure.
0: If you are following it really loosely and you're probably like, why do people why are people still upset about this? We know they've Game Freak has clearly doubled down on it. The, the problem is not so much the national decks at this point, but it's it's so much that now people are realizing other flaws with Game Freak games that we've always talked about. Correct. Like, with Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, I mean, I played that game for less than 48 hours before I put it down for three years. I didn't play that game for three years.
1: (laughs) And I played it from beginning to end in, like, a weekend, because I think it's the best game.
0: And for me, it was, they took away my character customization. They brought back HMs. Uh, I'm not going to go on about why I didn't like those games, but, you know, there are plenty of things in Pokemon games that have been not good. (laughs) Even something with Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. Why doesn't it show what moves are super effective and not super effective against another Pokemon? Especially when that game is aimed for a market that may have not been keeping up with Pokemon. It's very Very more
2: introductory market, yes. It is
0: very weird that that feature that was very much praised in Sun and Moon suddenly was not there. And I'm actually, I have no clue if that's going to be there in Sword and Shield. So that's kind of the whole National Dex thing is it's kind of moved past that and people focusing on other issues, whether or not I agree with all those issues of maybe some people saying that, you know, Pokemon Stadium 2 has better animations than Sword and Shield. I think those people are out of their minds because Ah. there are while there are good animations in Pokemon Stadium 2, the majority of those animations are very garbage and I can cherry pick two or three that are good but I can also provide you probably 80 plus that are very bad. <laughs> so I don't agree with all of those things I just think that that sentence I wanted to focus on a lot because I don't think I understood that and I think that's mostly because this translation isn't that great to begin with It does now in my mind reconsider Pokemon Home prior to For the last couple months, I I sincerely believe that Pokemon Home was going to be, one, a separate purchase than Nintendo Online. I don't think it will be built into Nintendo Online because it, it would feel weird if a Pokemon Go player wanted to use Pokemon Home for whatever reason they wanted to, to dump their legendaries or to just store more Pokemon. It would be weird to force that player to buy Nintendo Online to then access Pokemon Home when they don't oh, yeah, own absolutely. a Switch. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah.
2: But you are be. you are thinking a little limited because what they can do is say if you are a subscriber to Nintendo Online, you get Pokemon Home for free. If you need yeah. Pokemon Home cuz you're a Go player, it's 5.99 a year.
0: Yeah. But now at this point I'm thinking I sincerely think if they put a price on Pokemon Home that doesn't do damage control or that doesn't that doesn't feel so Super great, I want to say. And a- I'm thinking from an aspect of... I am thinking of the people who are, are already, one, not super happy with the direction Pokemon is moving. But also, if you're saying that in the future, not all of my Pokemon can be moved into these games... And whether or not those people accept it... But you want me to pay a yearly fee... To store these Pokemon that I potentially can't use for several years, that doesn't, I think, feel great. And a couple months ago, I would have been like, "Oh, Pokemon Home is definitely going to have a yearly fee because Pokemon Bank had a yearly fee." But if if now you're saying that, okay, we're going to store them here, and yeah. I, like, oh, that that actually doesn't
2: feel good anymore. I don't know. I, I'm, I guess, more pragmatic, and somebody's got to pay for that AWS compute space. Yeah, so it's I mean, not, they, gu- they, it's not gonna they, be the company.
0: They could give everyone. They could do a Pokemon Go thing. They could give everyone, you know, five hundred box slots for free. And if you if you're a hardcore player. And you want to move in your 3,000 Pokemon from Pokemon Bank. Hey, just pay to upgrade the space. There could be microtrans- transactions in... I
1: mean, I think they're going to be guaranteed there's going to be microtransactions. <laughs> like, yes. that's the world, though.
0: But I just wanted to pretty much change my stance where I was on Pokemon Home to it definitely being free, or definitely being paid to... I don't know if they can get away with this being paid if my 18 Glammeows are going to sit here for year after year because they're not ready well, to make a game for glam
1: Meow. It depends on what Home does. So if Home is just a storage app, then I could see the argument that they're not going to charge for it. If st- if Home has a bunch of additional functionality, if Home had like incorporates the job system that's coming in Sword and Shield or has mini games or has a pokewalker find things and those can be transferred into game functions. If it has a lot that it can do, then it's definitely going to be a paid app. It really depends on what home eventually will be. I mean, I I get the argument that you're making because it's valid that if it's just storage, then it feels real bad to pay for it. If it's you could use your favorite Pokemon in a bunch of mini games and tower defense games and a whole bunch of fun things, then I can see that being a paid app.
2: What if it lets me um, manage my Pokemon's nature and IVs and EVs from within Pokemon Home?
1: I mean, I think a
0: lot of the people that have been upset with the National Decks, if they said, they already said you can trade from home, which I think is incredible. Right. And I've provided that situation of, hey, maybe I'm in Japan. Maybe I see a dude with a Pokemon shirt. Uh, Maybe he has, you know, a Japanese Cobalion and I trade him for, you know, an English Verizian and that's a cool interaction that we can do from our smart devices and not a Nintendo Switch that could have never happened before. That situation is so cool to me. And I would pay $10 a year or $15 a year in case that situation was to happen once. Because that sounds awesome. I don't know why that sounds awesome. But, but to me, that, that no, seems like... No, I agree. Like... Because
2: it's, like it's better than Pokemon Go Pokemon. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But I think if Pokemon Home was to have like, hey, while your Pokemon are sitting in here, you can have battles with other people and you can use Pokemon right from Pokemon Home. I think that would solve a lot of people's... I think that would make people ecstatic. I think people would (laughs) even be willing to pay for that at that point to be like almost like Pokemon Showdown, but with Pokemon that just exist in Home. That you can battle locally or you can you can go into the app and you can just hit, like, a free-for-all battle or maybe they have, like, a baby cup rule or they have, a you know, every Pokemon at level 15 or they have only Kanto Pokemon battle. Like, that seems really complicated for what has been pitched as a store, a collection app, but I can't imagine, like, if it's only storage and only tra- trading, I don't, th- and there's a yearly cost or a monthly cost, I don't, I think that's making a lot of people happy. So, with the no plans for adding Pokemon mix, m- missing, this is we're going to take a detour real quick and tackle this story, and then we're going to come back to our final story. Pokemon Sword and Shield event in Japan canceled for Operation Reasons. Uh, The Pokemon Company called off its Japanese launch event for Pokemon Sword and Shield due to take place in Tokyo next week. Masuda and Omori were both due to make an appearance. In a statement apologizing for the event's cancellation, the Pokemon Company simply blamed operational reasons. Uh, Eurogamer's Chris Taspel spoke with both Masuda and Omori last month. A quote here from from that interview last month was, Of course you know... You see some of so- you see sort of negative comments and it does as a developer make you feel a bit bow- a bit down about certain things Masuda told Eurogamer last month but at the same time quote you have to take criticism for example let's go early on uh, there were a lot of comments that it was too easy or kind of a bit too kid focused and that sort of thing that sort of comment is something you see you take uh, on board and you really try to base try and base improvements for the next game on the feedback you received from the last one and then they end this article with in August a 40 year old man arrested for allegedly sending death threats to Square Enix in Japan a month earlier an arson attack at Kyoto Animation killed 33 people so to circle back there were rumors that Game Freak was getting death threats and that is why this event was cancelled and the reason i wanted to bring that up is one to talk about that but two to also point out because this was a couple days ago that the so-called death threats were never proven there was no tweets of that there was zero evidence that there were death threats
2: so so well, it, you might you might just have to take it at face value and Something happened organizationally that they just couldn't get all the pieces together. And they said, rather than have Pokemon Go Fest 1 happen again, let's just cancel it rather than having egg on our face, which is perfectly acceptable. And hey, I'd rather they make that decision than have something fall flat and have to listen to even more criticism and complaints.
0: So it was supposed to be at the Mega Tokyo location. Um, which is the the biggest Pokemon Center in Tokyo, I think biggest Pokemon Center in Japan, um square foot square footage wise. I have been to that Pokemon Center. There's about like 17 entrances to that because it's like the center of the mall and so uh our resident Japanese expert uh who lives in Japan, Andrew, said operational reasons is a, is something that he's seen before with other companies. Um and he's He chalked it up to say that usually it means that the mall cannot provide enough resources for the event themselves. Whether that's uh, security or flow of traffic, um, usually the mall, or in this case, the mall would have been the operational reasons that they would be using here. We'll never know. Pokemon, at least in the United States, has never been shy about that. Uh, when there was the shooting in Florida at the same time as the, the Nashville World Championships, uh, they, they kind of made it very clear to everyone there that we're going to speed this up because we want to close this convention as fast as possible. So there was no secrets. They didn't sugarcoat it. They were like, this bad event happened. Our event's going on right now. We want to wrap this up. A couple years ago, there was... Um, I want to, was it Facebook or was it Twitter? I, I You might remember this, Will, because I know we talked about it together on the podcast. Uh, there were some dudes that posted pictures of the guns they were bringing to a national tournament. Or the world tournament. That was in Washington, D.C., was it not?
2: Yes. the No, the one in Boston.
0: Boston. And uh, the Pokemon company did not sugarcoat that either. They were... They were very clear and open about that,
2: and they arrested those guys.
0: There was the incident in the UK seven years ago where some VGC players were throwing uh, poop from a bathroom. Uh, they they <laughs> they did not sugarcoat that either. I don't know. I, I do. I hope, I sincerely hope there were no death threats to Masuda or Omori over a video game and people not being happy that their video game is maybe something they don't want their video game to be. I'm, I'm personally lenient towards the, the dude who lives in Japan who says operational reasons is nothing to really overthink. Yes. Which leads us to our final story of a couple days after...
2: Oh, so now this is where we have the Sh- Shieloman twist.
0: Uh-huh. I see. This is off IGN. This was sent in by Brandon from our Slack community. Pokemon fans light up social media with hashtag ThankYouGameFreak. A new social media hashtag campaign has emerged, showing up a much more positive side of the Pokemon company. Thank you game Freak has been used countless times by Twitter to thank the game developer for making a positive impact on their life, working to counter the swell of recent negativity. But uh the short of the story here is that this pretty much blew up and Omori did tweet about it and said, you know, the hashtag thank you, Game Freak, thank you for all the kind words. We're really excited that Pokemon Short and Shield launches, and James Turner, who is the art director for the game, also acknowledged it and drew a little heart ditto and then another ditto, and it was
2: very cute. I mean, it's nice to see some positivity yeah. in a very negative world. <laughs> not much to say about it. <laughs> I, I think maybe I need to go in and write my story on Twitter.
1: I mean, I participated. I mean, it is like the volume of negativity is... I mean, I will say this. Part of the game was spoiled for me because of people having fits about the game and not caring if they spoil things for people at this point because they're angry. and. It's frustrating to sort of deal with an issue that they have been very honest about and upfront about, like they didn't have to tell anybody about, and it's still lingering before the game comes out, and you're willing to ruin the game for other people. It's just nice to have a moment of being reminded that there's also a lot of people out there who got enjoyment out of these games, still get enjoyment out of these games, and still appreciate the games. It's just nice to have that break.
3: Yep, I'm always here for positivity and f- there's a reason why we've loved this these games for so long like game freak created them and they continue to pull out content and they are doing their best to to give us good quality games so.
2: Yeah, and it's I- like even though we may not enjoy all of the games that come out, they're they're all good. <laughs> well, well, you know, they i I know steve is a little more opinionated than most but i've for everyone that i've played i've always enjoyed them
0: it's hard to speak to other people of how much these games or a video game can impact their life and sometimes this stuff comes off a little corny uh like at e3 was it e3 where bethesda had a bunch of people saying how like you know, Fallout or Skyrim changed their life, and it 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 came across very corny to me. Um But also, I could easily say those same things about Pokemon. Of how like I wouldn't have met Greg or Will or anyone who listens to the podcast if it wasn't because I just love talking about Pokemon. So, in as as easy as it was for me to judge those Bethesda fans of being like, man, this video is this video package of them spewing their love for Bethesda is really corny, like. I, those games were able to do that for them just like as these games are able to do that for
1: us. Yep. Also I think the presentation, like there's something about like a company produced video that adds a level of corniness than like people writing in their own words in their own time that that changes the tone of it. So yeah, like definitely like watching a video produced by a corporation even even if the fans are genuine it adds a layer of corniness because you know that they they spent money and produced it and there's a level of unnaturalness that feels there that exists there whether that's true or not whereas like this on twitter of people opting in and writing in their own words words feels less awkward And more truthful, which is a perception thing, but it still comes off that way. So I get it.
2: Yeah, and I was just going to say, I had Fallout 4 spoiled for me because somebody I know on Facebook had had something else spoiled for them. So they decided to go through and do like 10 different media items that had come out that month and spoiled those 10 things because they were so mad that their thing got spoiled folks don't don't be that dude
0: you guys you both got some situations where you're following (laughs) the wrong people that are just out there (laughs) spoiling stuff
1: well my situation was i shared a video that the pokemon company produced and when I clicked on what I thought were my comments, I clicked on the comments of the actual video, and the f- very first thing before I could click away spoiled an aspect of the game
2: hmm. i I am on an internet no internet for the it was going to make my job pretty hard but <laughs> i'm off the internet for the rest of the week
3: i've had zero problems with Twitter so far, so i I'm following the right people, at least as of right now. Or just not checking enough.
2: (laughs) My
1: Twitter is clean. It was Facebook. Oh,
2: Facebook is just the the worst. (laughs) Yep. Get off Facebook
1: now. Yes. Well, I mean, I only use it to anger my conservative relatives, so I have noticed. (laughs) (laughs) That is what
3: Facebook is for now. Yep.
0: I told a situation earlier this week where uh, I was browsing r slash Pokemon, which is probably the worst thing I could do with the very little free time I had.
1: Why are you doing that? So dangerous. A lot of
0: people have asked me that, but I, I, I do want to try to come from a perspective where I am not talking so one-sided to like understand like what people actually care or not care about. It's hard to be in a position... To judge somebody's opinions, right? So if somebody is upset that, you know, Charizard is in the game, but Scyther's not in the game, there's really nothing you can say to make that person specifically feel better because they might really dislike Charizard and might really like Scyther, right? We <laughs> I make I make jokes all the time that no one cares about Quillfish, but I am sure there's one person out there that cares about Quillfish, and that one person may probably be very excited that Quillfish is in Sword and Shield. There was um a couple things that like that are just not opinion. You could right, so you could say like, I wish Game Freak stopped making the games, and I wish Chunsoft made them instead because I really preferred the mystery dungeon games over Heartgold Soul Silver. Uh, that's probably not a lot of people, uh, but there are probably people out there that genuinely liked any and all mystery dungeon games over any of the Game Freak produced games. That is now. Tot- let me
2: name these people
0: that, as I know them. <laughs> that, that, that is totally an opinion, and um, you can't specifically like tell the that person like they're wrong. I'm trying to think of other examples, but I think you get the point. Like one of the things I came across was on r slash Pokemon, which this is this is kind of the difference. I promise. There's a there's a there's an end, there's a through line here.
1: Oh please, please let there be one.
0: And they said, I don't, I think it was something along the lines, like, I don't think Masuda ever wanted anyone to know about the National Decks. That was like the title of the post or something along the lines. And there was a a lot of the upvoted stuff was agreeing with that statement and saying how I'm going to give you a too long didn't read here, although I don't suggest you read it. It was a lot of people agreeing with that initial statement and and it got to the point where some of the most upvoted stuff was... They never presented this to the Japanese audience, so they clearly didn't want people to know, or at least the Japanese audience to know. What? And that they didn't w-
2: want people to know. How
0: do we know?
3: Yeah. <laughs> they could have easily kept that to themselves so, until nice Friday.
0: <laughs> so while you maybe at face value could say, maybe Masuda didn't want these people to know about the national decks... I I don't believe that for a second, and this is where I'm coming from. They announced the National Deck stuff at E3, the biggest video game conference in the world.
2: International video game conference, yes. The
0: biggest one. Yeah, debatable if it's going to be the biggest in the future because E3's made a lot of poor decisions, (laughs) but easily the biggest one. Now, I will say they did not do it on main stage. They did it on the Nintendo Treehouse, which followed the main stage video. Although you could argue that bringing that point up during a Nintendo direct presentation to show all these new games coming out and like Luigi's Mansion and the new Smash stuff, uh, probably not the right time and place. They did... Say it on the Nintendo Treehouse, which thousands of people were watching live, and even if you didn't watch live, here's the thing about E3. This is the thing that's always been about E3, is it is a show for journalists and reporters to go to, interview these game developers, get the information about the games, and convey that to their audiences, us. Everyone who follows video games. Now, not everyone follows video games. There are some people that walk into st- the store every year, and they buy two games. They buy Madden, and they buy Call of Duty. They don't care about anything else. They don't care about Pokemon. They don't care about any drama. They don't care when Halo 17 is coming out. They just want their Madden every year. They want their their <laughs> they want their Call, their Call of Duty. They don't care about E3. But for the people who do follow gaming news, people who listen to this podcast, people who listen to other podcasts, people who, you know, go to IGN or go into GameStop and hear about new games. E3 is designed for journalists and reporters to get that news and to report back on it. And I can't think of a more better place to tell people this is a flaw of our future games... (laughs) (laughs) that we know people will be upset about but we're just letting you know six months early before you buy these games that they won't include all the Pokemon okay so when I when I when I read that one of the most upvoted comments on this post was they they never even said this in Japanese how will the Japanese people know Masuda
1: (laughs) 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 Mas- <laughs> how will they
2: know quid, uh, what, what is it what is the, the you say at the end of a logic statement it's like <laughs> quid arrow summum William does not go on reddit
0: <laughs> so again the title of the post was Masuda never intended people to know about the national Dex issue so let me rewind a little bit I can't think of a better place to give a message about your video game for the entire world to know and for journalists and and reporters to report on so there's a couple things wrong with this one
1: a couple
0: do we not think that Japan <laughs> Japanese people people in the land of Japan do, we, the thi- land of the rising do sun. we think that they just ignore the biggest video game convention in the world the same video game yes. convention where they show the new Halo, the new Final Fantasies, the new Dragon Quest, Luigi's Mansion, multiple Nintendo games. Do we just think they ignore E3? Okay, so that's... Let's, let's pretend that they do. Let's pretend that the audience of Japan ignores E3. For
1: whatever reason.
0: Do we not think then for a second that there are people in Japan? It's a, it's a country. That their job might be to report on news. Do we not think that this country is full of journalists? And those journalists report on specific things, whether they are tech-related or politics or, I don't know, video games. And do we not think that they are watching E3 to then write for... This is a... sit down, this is a shock. Japan has video game
3: websites. And video game magazines. No, I'm lie. pretty sure the internet doesn't <laughs> exist in
2: Japan at all. Okay.
3: Quit now, fraud. I've
2: seen Godzilla. Quit now, fraud.
0: <laughs> if you sincerely liked Pokemon Dash more than, the, than you liked Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, I can't argue with you.
1: There's right, Well, I'll hold on.
0: If, if, that is, if that is the game you love, if you really liked... Scraping your stylus on your DS screen and making Pikachu's butt move as fast as possible. Yeah. That is your opinion. But when your comment says they never told Japanese people (laughs) and Masuda sat there on the stage at the Nintendo treehouse.
3: AND SPOKE JAPANESE,
0: BECAUSE HE'S FLUENT IN JAPANESE, AND THERE WAS AN ENGLISH TRANSLATOR TO TRANSLATE IT FOR US, THE peon AMERICANS, WHO CAN'T UNDERSTAND HIM, I THINK, THAT IS NOT AN OPINION, I THINK YOU'RE JUST WRONG, THE MAN SPEAKS YOUR LANGUAGE. Of Japanese, he spoke Japanese, but yet...
1: Well, clearly, he spoke a dialect of Japanese that n- nobody in Japan actually understands.
0: But yet, there, were, there are so many people angry about the national decks. And that's fine. I'm not saying don't be mad. If Scyther not making it into the game was your last straw, that's a, that's a fine last straw. But a group of people agreeing that they think that there was this master plan... Of, of Masuda clearly not telling Japanese people when the man sat on stage at the biggest entertainment expo in the world, spoke Japanese, it was translated to English, and breaking news, Japanese people watch Twitch, they watch YouTube, they use Reddit, they use Twitter. They are not this third world country under a rock that needs their handheld to get information fed to them.
2: Number one, we don't use the term third world anymore. And number two, in developing countries, they also use Twitter. And Correct. Reddit.
1: They do. Well, uh, I can't. I can't. It's like, something deep in me broke, and I'm not coming back from this. I'm I can't breathe. I'm a very sad panda <laughs> right now. It's like saying <laughs> a sad laughing panda.
0: When things happen at the Tokyo Game Show, you know where all those Japanese reporters there's a Tokyo Game Show and Japanese journalists they report on stuff. But also, surprisingly, so do American journalists and English jur- journalists and Australian journalists. Even though now you're just making things, they up. don't speak Japanese. They report on that. Just like at Gamescom, <laughs> one of the biggest gaming expos in the world, not as big as E3, but it takes place in Germany, and a lot of people there speak German. They still got journalists. We still send American journalists. Japanese people still send Japanese journalists. There are some people out there that are so angry at this that they're, they're literally grasping at straws. Not the correct ones, but they're grasping at something. And the fact that so many people agreed with that, even though inherently, incohesively, <laughs> that that is wrong. That if you were to take four seconds out of your day, Google that treehouse, and watch this man speak Japanese. And, and even after you watch this man speak Japanese, you somehow believe that Japanese people didn't get the message. It is mind-boggling that so many people just fell into believing this narrative that it is. it really put in perspective why there was no positivity on that subreddit because why would anyone try to say anything positive when I will say that these people are delusional, at least the people in this post, just to believe that If all of these things didn't happen, or they just didn't believe happened, that they sincerely believed Japanese people didn't get the message, for whatever reason, that they're just, I just can't comprehend. So it makes, it makes, so now to come full circle, it makes sense why there is little to no positivity there, because it is an echo chamber of just so many people being so negative, And some of those, some of that negativity is completely valid. If this game wasn't, you know, if this game didn't have character customization, that would probably be something I'd be complaining about every single week because that is important to me in in most video games, not only Pokemon, but to be able to design a character is so vital to my experience of how I enjoy a video game that when the hashtag thank you game freak took off, it just really cemented the perspective of there are people. That it shouldn't come to a shock to r slash Pokemon or to somebody not happy about these games. Who are probably not listening to this podcast because, God, I hope if if you're not excited for these games, you're doing something better with your time than to listen to something that <laughs> makes you <laughs> mad, makes you
1: actively angry.
0: But it shouldn't come as a surprise that there are all these positive people out here that are thanking Game Freak for whatever that did was whether that was to meet a friend or to get them through depression or to you know, realize something or, or achieve something that it was very cool to see that whether or not the complaints in the darkest corner of the internet or the praise in another part of the internet changes these games. I don't think we'll ever know, but I don't know. I just, I guess that's where we, that's where we, we end our, our episode on, uh, before sword and shield, (laughs) hopefully at least that made some people at least giggle
2: a little bit
3: it made all of us giggle (laughs) well i'm
2: i'm very concerned for the future of this planet when there's like people who don't don't understand that people can not only pay attention that the announcement was made in japanese and the international global communications exists but also people can speak multiple languages we're not all
3: restricted to just one But that's fine.
0: I'm very excited for these games.
3: Yep, yep.
0: I do not think they'll be perfect. I am sure when we go through our mini series that I will have complaints.
3: I mean, I can literally be excited about any game out there. There's no, there's you're always going to find one, one at least one thing that you're not happy with. And if you know, you could just go and develop your own game, and that could be the one game that you you absolutely love everything. Because you made it yourself and your image, and
2: somebody else <laughs> will find a flaw in it. Absolutely,
0: yes. Greg, give us our question
1: of the week. All right, here. You ready? I gotta drink my water because I was laughing too hard. All right. It's a whole new week we're living. <laughs> it's a whole new question too. It's the same old podcast with the same old attitude, but we still have to answer these questions. It's the question of the week. Do, do,
3: do, do, do.
2: I like that. That is my favorite of the anime theme songs. So thank you.
3: I do love You're welcome. that one. That was very good. Thank you.
2: This is from Gabe. How would you rate
0: the marketing for Sword and Shield? Is there anything you'd change or improve? give um, me
1: those evos <laughs>
2: no i'm the opposite i'm like i'm so happy that they have like dialed it back i am so happy for that yeah i see it on my facebook feed and stuff but it's so like understated and still like nice and fun and and everything well i don't i don't do they have tv commercials for it i don't watch tv i maybe i don't i
1: i, I, I think they do I haven't, i don't watch commercials
2: but yeah i just I just am really happy that they haven't over revealed stuff yeah, I mean so it's still gonna be a fun adventure for me don't mad about impotent, but fine why why <laughs> why did you have to bring that up? why are you evil
1: look i've- ha- I have evil people in my life who are rub- rubbing off on me, and they know who they are <laughs> um what i I would rate the sword Shield market I would rate it as a solid eight it hasn't been like i haven't I can't think of anything that's like been super super exciting um there was no mall tour. Give me a mall tour that'd be a ten otherwise I think they've been i think they've released enough information to keep people excited. They've been upfront and honest about things that they needed to be upfront and honest about. I think the stuff that they've released and the weird things that they've done have made it more interesting than your standard marketing campaign like the twenty four hour stream was straight up weird, but I kind of liked that it was straight up weird. I didn't yeah. watch it. Um,
2: I was a fan of Twin Peaks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so was I. Um, so I think they did a lot of interesting creative things, and I think they released information at a good pace. I'm, I, I wish I knew the Evos and they weren't leaks, but I'm also not bitter that they aren't. Um, I think it's funny that they've n- they've shown impotent multiple times and have never once
3: said the name. <laughs> yeah, and like they've been a little creative with how they release some of that. Like the the hidden cam was really creative and a nice touch. I feel like, and I don't think they've done that before. I I could I could be wrong, but I don't think they've done that. And if you go on their website. Like I was just looking at some of the articles before recording this, and I kept pressing the load more option to see everything that there was, and I had to press that multiple times. So there is a lot of content on there. So I, I feel like they gave enough for us to be excited about.
2: If everybody's ready for Pokemon of the week.
1: I'm yes. as ready as I'm ever going to get. Yes. All
2: right. Last week's Pokemon. Uh, I used to have a living Pokedex... And I didn't for a little bit because I had to get one more Pokemon that was a little hard to get that had to be transferred into let's go i I still can't get stuff from let's go into Pokemon Bank right correct correct okay uh so I put in the effort to get my living Pokedex and I caught a mewtwo and all i had to do something special in Pokemon Go to get all the other Pokemon that I needed and I had a shiny one from GoFest that Rozo gave me, and that's the one that I evolved, and it only has one ability available to it, and it used to be the signature ability of Hitmonchan, but now this Pokémon has it, and it boosts damage from this week's Pokémon's, or last week's Pokémon's uh, signature move, Double Iron Bash. Who's that Pokémon?
1: It's male metal
3: um, ghastly,
1: ghastly?
3: <laughs> i don't remember which why wouldn't i have of? a
2: ghastly in my living decks that i had since black and white 2 <laughs> i can't believe you beat me at everdell i just, just you know i'm re-examining everything of my own life <laughs>
3: It's no, I, Melmetal. I thought you beat me in every time.
2: No, Trevor beat both of us. Okay, okay. You still beat me, though. I, I, I beat you guys the first time when we played wrong. Yes. Is there any trivia about Melmetal?
1: It's ugly.
3: Greg, <laughs> your negativity
2: is unwelcome.
1: Oh, lies.
2: He's a powerful hex dude.
1: Melmetal
0: and uh, Meltan are the only Pokemon in Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee not to be introduced in Gen 1. Uh, they are the only Pokemon in Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee whose Kanto Dex number one fifty two is not the same as the National Dex number of eight hundred eight. Eight hundred eight state. And they are officially the. Oh, this is according to Bulbpedia, so I guess we'll we'll find out when when the games come here. They are the only they're the only officially introduced Gen seven Pokemon that are not in the Alola Pokédex. There's been debate for for quite a while whether Mel Tan and Mel Metal are Gen eight Pokemon or Gen seven Pokemon. Um, But because Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee is built on a Gen 7 engine, not new generations. They're considered Gen 7 Pokemon. Um, But there's, I guess, the debate is still out there of where they will be placed in the overall Pokedex. Uh, That's it. Uh, They have the same name in Japan and French and Spanish and all that stuff because they're mythical.
2: That is relevant to this week's Pokemon. Interesting. People love to debate the most meaningless garbage, don't they? Hmm. All right. Are you guys ready for this week's Pokemon? I am. Yep. All right. Steve should have plenty of trivia for this one. Uh Uh-oh. If you know the song about the guy who came to town to take the eight gym leaders down and take the world's best trainer crown, then you already know this week's Pokemon. Oddly enough the Japanese Pokemon YouTube channel also made a song for this Pokemon, where the lyrics are primarily, Where is Coil? Here is Coil. This week's Pokemon makes me think of my favorite video game of all time, Katamari Damacy. The Katamari in Katamari Damacy is a ball that you, the player character, roll around. As you go, the ball is able to pick up any items that are smaller than it. In this manner, the ball grows and gets larger, so you are able to pick up more and more items. This week's Pokémon looks like it could have been a partially started but soon discarded Katamari. Why did I choose this Pokémon this week? This morning, when I woke up at 4am, I started playing Let's Go Pikachu. I am trying to complete my Pokédex in that game. As I was going through the Elite Four, this week's Pokémon got hit by Earthquake, and got knocked out. As it was 4am, I was quite surprised. I had forgotten that there are no abilities in the Let's Go games. Visually, this week's Pokemon appears like it would be immune to Earthquake. One final clue. A bit of trivia about one of the components of this week's Pokemon. Henry F. Phillips invented both the screw and the driver that bear his name. The Oregon biz- businessman patented two versions of a fastening device for crosshead screws in 1934 and 1936. Phillips intended the screw for use with automatic screwdrivers and marketed it for mass production industries such as auto manufacturing. There you go. That's this week's Pokemon.
1: Yeah, but when are we going to answer it? <laughs>
2: In the future. I know.
3: In 2021. Wow. (laughs) Not that far in the future.
0: All right. Well, we will be back this weekend, actually, for coverage of Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield first episode. Um, So if you just started listening this year, maybe you started listening uh, after Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee come out. I do a mini series where every day I will upload 20 to 30 minutes, uh, like mini podcast so you can follow along. Usually the podcasts are titled in a way to be like maybe like gym one, gym two, gym three. If you're not at gym three, probably shouldn't listen to the gym three things yet because we'll talk gym it will
2: talk 18. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I, I suspect the series should last about 10 to 12 episodes. So expect that pretty much every day starting um, Friday afternoon and then Saturday and then Sunday. And then after the mini series is done, We'll come back with our regular show on Monday, Mondays. So that's kind of the game plan going forward. Uh, Just a reminder, if you forgot at the beginning of the podcast, that I am doing a giveaway for a Nintendo Switch Lite, the Pokemon edition that you can find in the podcast show notes. Or if you follow on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast, I'm sure you'll see the tweet every now and then pop up. Otherwise, you can follow Greg on Twitter at WhiteWing. Will on Twitter at wash in the sink. Brittany, where can they find you?
3: Bev Granger Seven Eleven. That's B E V G R A N G E R Seven One One.
0: And you can find me at dragging a lake. Yeah, I guess uh, we're all really excited for these games. I think. Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, we'll see how it turns out. I'll be streaming uh, pretty much twelve hours every day on Twitch when the games come out. Uh, I'm a pretty slow player. I think I try to catch everything on a route before. Not I... Not
2: compared to me, not, you compa- aren't. not yeah. to to <laughs> yeah. Will. Relatively slow.
0: <laughs> I am relatively slow in the sense that I don't just pick the six first Pokemon and just run through the entire game with it. I try to catch every Pokemon in a route before I move on. Um, we'll see see how that turns out in uh, in this game. We'll see how many what the variety is, I guess, per route. Um, but if you want to come by Twitch TV slash PCam and Cast, I will be streaming. Pretty much 12 hours a day every day starting on Friday uh, and I'll be streaming all this week too so hopefully we'll see you in stream uh, hopefully you guys all enjoy if you're in the patron, uh, if you're a patron you should be able to access slack and you can chat with other patreon folks so if you bought shield but really want a uh, farfetch I'm sure you will have plenty of people that will trade you far fetches. Or vice versa, if you really want a Ponyta. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode. Hopefully we got a couple laughs out of you. Hopefully we informed you uh, well enough going into these games. Uh, We hope you have the most fun time with Sword and Shield. And uh, we will see you on Friday. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. And we are super
1: effective, super excited for Sword and Shield,
3: super snickerdoodle,
1: who
2: knows what it is made out of I do. nobody knows that's nobody knows <laughs> snickerdoodle mystery uh,
0: uh, uh. like every podcast on the internet we are funded by patreon this is a shout out to all the supporters at the producer tier on patreon a huge thank you to kevin cygnus patrick jet jeffrey Matthew, Alex, Catherine, Pancakes, Waffles, and Anthony. Thank you all for the support. If you've made it to the end of this episode, listening to this promo, that is also support. So thank you. Appreciate it. We'll see you next week.